Hello, Jordan. What's up, Michael? I'm about to make a bold claim. Damn, you're starting this podcast off strong. Let's hear it. Summer, as far as seasons go, summer is grossly overrated. Can't wait to hear this one. We've been conditioned since our youth to overrate summer because there's no school. So school, even if you like school, like compared to summer, school sucks. May, June, roll around. You're very excited. It's summer. There's warm weather. There's fun things to do. You can go to the pool. You can play outside. It depends on the climate, et cetera. But generally speaking, we love summer, especially as kids, because we're not in school. Mm-hmm. As adults, and, and, and summer might still be the best season, but it's definitely overrated. Here we are <laughs> recording this podcast on August 31st, tomorrow, September 1st, and I am very excited for fall. What are you excited about? Well, football for one. Mm, okay. Uh, I think fall weather is superior to summer weather. Um, there is more routine in the fall. I think I can, for me personally, but I think I can say generally speaking, especially for people with school-aged children, there's more routine in the fall, which... Uh, leads to a better life. Like unless your summer obligations are really, really fun for a lot of people, depending on your age, it's, you know, the umpteenth wedding or like seeing this family, like traveling here, doing this, like summer has a lot of obligations relative Mm -hmm. to fall and a lot of, a lot more chaos. And, uh, and I think the number of days where you're really utilizing the really nice weather which might mean being out on a lake, which might mean, you know, you have 76 and sunny with low humidity and you're golfing or you're playing at the park, you're doing something outside. If it's 95 and and high humidity, that's not a great day. I'd take nine, I'd take most fall days over that day. I just think that somehow at the age of 36, I'm coming to the realization that my whole life I've been brainwashed into thinking that summer is drastically better than all other seasons. When really I think it's, uh, it's not, it's overrated. It's an overrated season. So if you had to rate the seasons in order from from best top season to worst season, where would where, where would each one go? I think I like them all equally. No, don't play that equality there, there crap. Are, there there is pro- no equality with seasons, <laughs> no, no, no. Michael. No, that's not equality. That's not- <laughs> that's. I don't want to hear that. We you don't play that you, game on this podcast. You they, they're to not use equal. That word. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give spring the worst and and this is for me personally because over the last like 3 to 7 years we essentially haven't had spring. Okay. Like it's winter has dragged on too long and then summer hits whereas we April May used to be really nice in the Midwest and and even out east whereas now it's it's just kind of crappy longer and then hotter sooner so you don't really get a spring even though spring's usually glorious because you're coming out of winter and it's like a gradual like, oh, oh, there's a day that's in the 50s and it's sunny and you want to wear shorts even though you normally wouldn't. The thing I like about winter is getting out of the cold. So I'm fortunate enough to get down to Florida or get somewhere a couple times during the (laughs) The winter. The thing I like about winter is not being in winter. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so like it gives you perspective because during winter you're able to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, and then there's winter activities, right? Skiing, snowboarding, playing hockey outside, doing these things. Uh, Christmas, New Year's, like, um, all right. So if I had to rate them right now, I'm going fall one, summer two, winter three, spring four. But if we were have to have a legitimate spring, spring might take the two seat. Oh, wow. So it'd be fall, spring, summer, winter. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Like those tweener spots would be one and two. And then like the full blown hot versus cold would be three and four. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And and it makes sense. Like I like change. Yeah. How about you? I like How that. do you rate the seasons? You can't just copy me. We don't have copying on this podcast, Where did, Jordan. I you gave you me half I like a sec. You didn't even give me half a sec. And I said I like that. I, I like what you said. It doesn't mean that I am gonna choose the exact same order or even right. the same reasons. All right, equity, Jordan. Your equity, Michael. Yeah, they're all equal over here. We all treat all the seasons the same. I don't see seasons. I see. Right. <laughs> Syat Fitness legitimately has an HR department. No one knows about this, but I do. That's not true. It's all. true. It's true. Who is it? Who runs the HR department? I'm not going to blow Fitness. your spot up. I'm not going to say it. Blow it up. Blow it up. I'm not. I'm not going to. <laughs> but I know there's, there's HR a... meetings. Yeah. There's... Absolutely not. You're not a liar, Michael. You're not. <laughs> but I can joke around sometimes. <laughs> all right, rate um, the seasons. All right. So so I think we both have a unique perspective because we both grew up in a place that has all four seasons. Mm-hmm. Right now, I don't have it as much because Texas, granted, there is some cold weather and they even have ice storms, but like they're just woefully ill prepared for it. And then when I lived in Israel, they didn't have it really like winter was just like a little bit rainier than usual. Um, so winter is the worst by far for me. Like I hate the winter. It's just like, there are some wonderful things about winter time. Like I like going snowboarding and Hanukkah is great and all of that. But when I'm thinking of the seasons, I'm thinking of being able to experience the season, which means like me being outdoors. So I fucking hate it. So winter's the winter's the worst. Go on. Can I what do you think? can I push back on your opinion? Yeah, even what though if, I didn't push back on yours, you're welcome to push back on mine. <laughs> just for fun. Just for just the love of the it game. Up, Michael. <laughs> no, 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 no. What if what if the shitty things about winter actually make it great? Like shoveling snow or like walking to class when, you know, thinking back to college when it's cold and windy and or or going to coach Gary at the, having to wake up at 520 and get up to the Upper East Side back in 2017 and it being zero degrees outside and you just freezing if I was David Goggins, yeah, then I would agree with you. But I'm I'm not David Goggins, and I but, like. But then, but I, then the <laughs> the joyous part is then you get indoors and you get back to your apartment and you make a little Turkish coffee and you pull out your computer and you're ready to go. And now it's you're it's the reprieve from the pain. No, because my hands are still cold. 
and they're like so cold that I can't even open and close them quickly. Like, and it's just, it's not, and I don't want to, and then I forget something outside and I don't want to go outside or no, no, winter's, winter's okay. the worst okay. by That's, far. I respect and I love, your opinion. I love snowboarding. I love ice skating. I like, I love throwing snowballs at people. How many times have you been ice skating in your life? I'm not Dude, letting I used you get to go ice skating them. a lot as a kid. Really? Dude, you know I'm a rollerblader. I know you're a rollerblader. I didn't know you were an ice skater. I used to go ice skating all the time. All the time. Ask I my didn't mom. know that. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you. We'll get her on the Should I call my mom right now? <laughs> no, I believe her. Hey, mom, how many times do you go to the Natick Ice Rink? No, all the time. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm better at rollerblading than I'm at ice skating, but like, yeah. So. <laughs> You were surprised at how good I was at rollerblading. I think you were like, "Oh wow, I didn't, I didn't expect that." I wasn't expecting that. That's true. So, so winter's the worst. And then I would say, "Oh man, this is tough." Because I actually really like, I love the other three. I'm gonna say, and this is gonna be a very unpopular opinion, and I know this is gonna be unpopular. Actually, no, I'm gonna go the other way. I think spring is the third. Spring is third. Then I think even fall though your is birthday, number two. Even though your birthday's in the spring too. Yeah, and I and I love the spring. Like I I love these all three of these. If I just I'm, if I have to rate them, I will. I spring is three, fall is two, and this is the tough one. I know this is the unpopular one. Everyone loves fall. Oh, the changing of the seasons and the leaves. And I love the fall because apple picking and apple cider donuts and like I love that weather. Halloween, it's awesome. But I, I love the heat, like heat Dude, for like, I just love I don't the th- heat. You think that's unpopular? Yeah. I think everyone yeah. loves summer and fall's the clear too. I think most people are going to be like, yeah, fall's the best. Cause I feel like that's just like pumpkin spice lattes are out and, and pumpkin this and then, and leave changing and all. I think most people would say fall. Interesting. I thought most people would say summer. Definitely kids. Most kids would say summer. I think most adults would say fall. Especially most adults. I think that's that's true. With like just the chaos of yeah, this camp and this like and kids being home, etc. Speaking of weather and temperature, you'll never guess what I'm doing tomorrow. Friday, September first. Um you had a dentist appointment yesterday, weather and temperature. <laughs> Specifically temperature. And with that clue, you oh. really might get it. Okay. Are you – oh, I definitely know what you're doing. Uh, you saw my Instagram story. No, I didn't see your Instagram story. Although I have been on TikTok because I deleted Twitter. I made the swap recently. I was like, <laughs> I've had enough Twitter, but I'm going to indulge in a little TikTok. <laughs> At least uh, with TikTok, you probably feel better than with Twitter. Twitter, you just way feel better. probably terrible. Yeah. Awful. I'm like, the world is ending. This sucks. And uh, and tic- I got my TikTok curated well for myself. Um, are you doing some kind of like cold plunge and filming it to prove that it doesn't do anything? You're so good with the guessing game. You're the, you're, you and my mom are the two best people at the guessing game ever. Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. So uh, my buddy, actually my old wrestling coach. Taylor Cruz, he was like, hey, man, you should see what a cold plunge does to your blood sugar, which I found very interesting because blood sugar is highly responsive to stress, to cortisol specifically and adrenaline. Mm. And so 
I have a feeling it's going to spike the shit out of my blood sugar. And I don't know. I, I've, I have had some type one diabetics reaching out to me ever since I posted it. And they were like, oh, yeah. Like some of them said it absolutely spikes their blood sugar. Other ones have said that uh, cold doesn't, but heat does, like a hot tub does. And mm-hmm. I would imagine so much of it is based on the individual's perception. So like I would think that maybe heat for me wouldn't do it because I love heat, but cold will. Whereas uh, for someone who is okay with cold but hates the heat, heat would do it. So, And, and I've had other people say, when I initially started doing it, it spiked it. But as I did it over time, I got more used to it. And then the the spike wasn't as bad, which mm-hmm. I also found very – because that perceived stress, that anxiety would probably diminish as, the more they did it. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited to try that. I'm Actually, I'm not excited at all. You've seen me do cold plunges. I hate them. But I'm interested to see the result. That's smart. That's good for content. People will really like that. And, and just something new to mix it up. People like watching people be very uncomfortable. People like, like that's like good content. Just, yeah, let's sort of like Jackass. That was the whole concept of Jackass, which is arguably still one of the greatest shows of all time. But just like watching people get hurt and do the most uncomfortable things. That was the entire concept of the show in the movie. <laughs> Speaking of MTV shows, last useless conversation transition before we dive in. Dude, MTV's The Challenge <laughs> may have been the greatest TV of all time. Was that the one Kenny was on? Was it Kenny Santucci Kenny on Santucci. The Challenge? Kenny Santucci. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he yeah. was. What a beast. What an absolute beast. I mean, there there are so many and all basically all of the seasons are available if you have I forget one of the the subscriptions through Amazon Prime. So they get you on the 7-day free trial and then you oh, can yeah, watch yeah. this. And so we were watching one season, I don't know, from back Rivals 2 or whatever it was from like 2012. And uh, and then I realized like all 35 or all 38 seasons are actually available through that thing. So now instead of a seven- seasons? Oh my God. It's been God. going forever. So many names from like back in the day. And just the, the concept of the show actually having the the- political alliance strategy side Mm -hmm. of it Mm -hmm. the physical competition so you can be you can be dog shit at uh you know alliances but then you just win challenge after challenge or you go down into the jungle or the gauntlet or whatever it is and you just keep winning and you can end up winning that way by sheer talent and hard work and effort um and then there's the the like entertaining side and they used to do this more i'm realizing watching a more recent season there's not as much of it and then watching previous seasons was like the partying and the degeneracy and yeah. like MTV just <laughs> feeding them alcohol and trying to make good TV, which it did. Um, that's been a guilty pleasure as of late. Dude, that show is so good. That was the real world and the challenge were my favorite shows in, in like high school. They were just, they were so good. Yeah. And, and the challenge, what it was the real world, except it added this new element of competition. Yeah. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. What a so I know like CT was like the the most savage of all the dudes there, but there was like a blonde haired guy, I, and he was he was pretty jacked. You know what I'm talking about? Who's like a little bit annoying, but Abe, Abe, a- Abram, I, Abram, Abram. Yep. I literally saw you make your mouth was about to go to A, and I was like Abram, that Abe, that was it. Yeah, he was one of the guys that like there was something about him I wasn't the biggest fan of, but he was he was a beast. 
Like he mm-hmm. was an absolute beast with all the challenges and, and he, everyone got so annoyed by him, especially because I feel like he was winning a lot. But uh, CT was by far my favorite for sure. There are so many, so, like just watching old seasons, you're like, I completely forgot this person existed. And yeah, just, I think I, I remember one, there was one challenge where I think they were like tied together mm-hmm. they were, they, and they were like, had to like try and crawl. Okay, so right. here's so here's what it was. It was uh this was cutthroat and they brought in a <laughs> it was it was it was Johnny and Tyler were in the the cutthroat arena to get eliminated and they brought in a mercenary. A mercenary was a person who's not actually on the show, but like an old challenge competitor to come and they had to compete against that person. Okay. And the mercenary was CT. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and uh, so, yes, they were sitting back to back. They were tied together. And there was a garbage, there was a trash can, I don't know, 40 feet in front of one of them and a trash can 40 feet in front of the other. And the goal was to drag the person towards the trash can and make them hit the trash can. And with Johnny attached to his back, CT just immediately like <laughs> moves to his side stands up and starts taking these like monster Frankenstein strides towards his trash can and Johnny's flailing. So they're back to back. CT's leaning forward, taking these big strides. Johnny's like arms and legs are kicking in the air and CT gets to the trash can and like rolls into it and just falls down. So Johnny oh. falls flat on the this metal <laughs> trash can. Iconic. Yeah, that's like, I think, like the greatest scene of all time for that show. Yeah. yeah. CT is just a freak. Yeah. Good. Good talk. Good nostalgia. Highly nostalgic. Should we fire up a question? The crazy thing about that is Johnny's not a small dude. Like he's he's thick. Like he's strong too. So for CT to be able to do that is like just even more wild. But anyway, yeah, let's fire up some questions. No, here's the other. No, if you want to take it here, I love this because seeing them at different stages is hilarious because you'll see someone in one season, uh, not so much with the women, but with the guys who's like 210, 7% body fat, just looking absolutely juiced to the gills. <laughs> and then like three seasons later, which isn't that much time, but maybe a couple right. of years later, they're like 50 pounds lighter and soft looking. And it's like, all right, they ran a cycle for this season, but they didn't for this one. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny. <laughs> Wes, Wes was a real. Uh, oh, Wes. He, yeah. He, he, he won a bunch. He was impressive and entertaining. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Should we fire him up? We have one left from our list of screenshots that we took, which was alternative to the gym. For someone who thinks it sucks ass. I mean, there's so many. You could go ru- hiking. You could go rucking, which I think is just hiking with a weighted vest on. So you could do that. You could go swimming. I, I, am I just going to – I could name all these different options. Like you could go cycling. You could do uh, home workouts. You could get like equipment and have it at your house. You could – I mean, right? Like, I think I I think we're gonna assume they mean strength training success. Mm. But but I I like the way you position that because some people really don't like the gym experience. Yeah, I mean, 
You Here, could let do me, calisthenic let me, style training, gymnastic me, style training. Yeah. Let me even lead you it. a little. Let me lead you a little here. Give me some if, uh, I need. If, I need a leader in my life. <laughs> no, you don't. But <laughs> <laughs> what if? What if I was like, or someone close to you who had been consistently strength training for a long time, wanted to just be done with strength training forever? Is there anything? that that person could do to replicate the health and longevity benefits associated with even low dose strength training consistently into their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Yeah, so the way you framed it is makes it very different than like what I had in my mind and specifically in regard to someone who's already done a fair amount of strength training in the past. So they've built up a fair amount of muscle, they've built up a fair amount of bone density, They've built, they have good technique. Like these are like someone who's strength trained for at at least, I don't know, three to five years. They've, they've already gotten pretty strong and they're like, I'm tired with it and I don't want to do it anymore. That I would give that person a very different recommendation probably than someone who just has never strength trained ever and is super weak and like just, they, they need to do it. Right. So for the person who's already done it for a while, I would say like, you could literally do it one to two times a week for 20 to 30 minutes max and you're fine like you could do a few set you could do like eight total sets over an entire week and you're good maybe even less maybe even like six sets depending on, on what you're doing but One like set you per don't, body part yeah if you really wanted to if you really wanted to but i mean even like i'm thinking more from like deadlift one to two sets squats one to two sets chin-ups couple sets right like you don't need too too much and the point i'm trying to make is once you've already built up the muscle and the bone density and the strength you don't need to keep chasing maximal strength forever and you don't need to have a super rigorous routine true you could even structure it rather than on a seven-day week you could cycle it on a 10-day week type thing which is a, a lot what a lot of what more advanced lifters will do as they get stronger and stronger and stronger and, and an intermediate lifter could do that for their lifestyle strength training routine so once like every like 10 days getting two training sessions in would be fantastic for someone who's just like oh i went to the gym once and i tried strength training and i hated it like you've got to you've just got to fucking figure out a way to strength train and, and and sort of earn your right to do less right and the same like do it for a few years you could either here's how i look at it it would doing it consistently for a few years like between two to four times a week for three to five years or doing it for the rest of your life with slightly less consistency. But I think if you if you really earn your right to reduce the amount that you're doing it, do it for three to five years, super consistently, three to four times a week. And then after that, you can take your foot off the gas a little bit and, and focus on something else that you enjoy more. But the main benefits that you're going to get from strength training, I think are really going to come from the first few years of of serious, serious consistency. That's what's going to take you. That's what's going to, you're going to get the most benefit in terms of muscle bone density and and the overall health benefits. I I agree with all of that. I would probably have slightly higher volume recommendations for maintenance, but on the whole, I were very on the same page, especially with the difference between those two groups. Either way, what I'm going to say to this person, or maybe I'm not going to say it to this person, but I'm going to say it to everyone here on this podcast Because it's more general and I feel like I can be more blunt. 
is like, I'm going to read it again. Alternative to the gym for someone who thinks it sucks ass. Alternative to fruits and vegetables for someone who thinks it sucks ass. Alternative to water for someone who thinks it sucks ass. And these are all like more common than you'd think that people have aversions to and don't want to eat or do or drink or whatever. Alternative to working for someone who thinks it sucks ass. There are things in life that we have to do even though we don't want to do it. There are things, and we all have natural strengths and weaknesses and and uh, things that we enjoy more than others. And those are different for each of us, but we need to do the things, at least some of the things that we don't want to do because they're necessary if you don't want to suffer the consequences of not doing them. And suffering the consequences of not ever strength training are on average, earlier death, earlier bone breaks in life, uh, you know, the strength decreases and how that bleeds into what you're going to be able to do in your 60s and 70s relative to someone who continues to strength train to that age. Like, Who's to say that we know what we should do based on what we want to do too? Mm. Like just because we don't want to do something doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. There are a lot of things that I don't want to do that I have made myself do that make my life better. And so this is definitely one of those for me, which is Nike, just do it. Two, you... (laughs) I'm thinking of people in my life who I love. I don't like water. I don't care that you don't like water. We're going to find, you know, sure, put a little sweetener in it maybe. Like they're, do you like bubbly water? Okay. But at the end of the day, like you got to get some hydration in you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or it's like if your kid was like, hey, you have any alternative for me? Because I don't really feel like doing this homework. It sucks ass. It's like, I don't give a fuck. You're going to sit down at that kitchen table and you're going to do that homework. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. I believe the exact sentence you used in the book was tough shit, Charlie. Do your homework. Yeah. That wasn't where we used the name Pitts, which we just thought was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Well, we we were on like a writing trip down in Miami and we Was that the Miami geek- trip? I think so. We were both just geeking out, laughing about pits. And we thought that was hilarious. Of all of the things that we gave into in the editing process to our multiple editors, we held our ground on that one. (laughs) Yeah. We, if you haven't read the book, we like use different names like for various conversations. And one of them, for whatever reason, Mike and I thought pits would be a hilarious name to use in the book. And our editors come back and they're like, can you change the name? And and we just dug our heels in. We were like, absolutely not. This is vital to the integrity of the book. Like, we are not changing this name. <laughs> we just wanted like some semblance of control on that. So no, we, and yeah, that made it in the book. Yeah. Yeah. And man, Pits. like we were laughing for, I don't know, a good half hour. Oh, <laughs> I wish... I wish I could see someone who is who like doesn't know us, who but who picked the book up in the library, and like I could see like, like a video of them as they're reading it, and they come across the pits, and like just to see their reaction. Did they laugh? Did they like double take? Was like what that? Like I I wish I could see that reaction. <laughs> there are probably a lot of double takes. <laughs> yeah. 
Pits. Pits. <laughs> Did they mention pits earlier in the book? <laughs> Is this like a term? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a question here from Gemini. Okay. Hey, guys. I've been listening to your podcast weekly for the last year and a half and have listened to every episode you guys have made, some more than once. Love you guys. That's awesome. Thank you yeah, so that's, much. That's, good that's amazing. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on cold plunges. I keep seeing videos of Gary Brecka. I don't know who that is. Oh, I know who the fuck that is. I just got someone sent me one of his clips today. He literally said, let me see if I can find this clip. Hang, hang on. Let's, keep reading. Keep reading. Yeah, keep it's going gonna, gonna to be aligned with the question. I keep seeing videos of Gary Brecka talk about how, quote, no amount of cardio, strength training, yes. hit, et cetera, compares to getting in a cold tub. And I can't help but believe that he's putting out a false narrative and the way these videos are clipped, almost encouraging people to stop trying to work out and only sit in ice baths to lose weight. I just wanted to know what your thoughts are on the subject. Thanks. Dude, it's so crazy. Someone literally just sent this clip to me today at 8.19 a.m. This is what he says. I'm going to try and play this directly into the microphone so people can can hear this outrageous lunacy. All right. There is nothing on the surface of the earth that will remove calories from your body or burn fat at the rate that getting in cold water will. If you actually read the story about- Michael, Did you hear that? Mm -hmm. There is nothing that will remove calories or body fat more than getting in a cold plunge. Absolute, I'm trying to think of a politically correct word, idiocy, just like to put it lightly. That's Gemini- Mike, you take it. You 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 start. Let me cool off. Yeah, Jordan, you cool off. I I like the idea of a cold plunge. And I like the idea of a cold plunge because there is solid evidence around uh the increases in dopamine and norepinephrine. Uh, during and for a sustained period post cold plunge, cold plunge has been used um, in many cases in uh, uh, addiction recovery for cocaine addicts specifically, um, and and has been effective uh, for many years for those individuals. Um, so, and 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 I also have a theory that addiction isn't binary that it's on a spectrum and that if we look at food and if we look at social media and if we look at how we all live our lives and I've talked about the pleasure pain seesaw here from Anna Lemke's, Anna Lemke's dopamine nation uh, we would all benefit from implementing some of those ideas from that book into our lives one of them being leaning into pain and a cold plunge being a form of pain where if you lean into it your body's going to seesaw back into pleasure I like the idea of from like a David Goggins from a, you know, do hard stuff, do something you don't want to do, mental placebo, getting cold water because it's hard. I, I like doing other things because it's hard that might be more beneficial, um, maybe more than cold plunging, but I don't hate it for that reason, especially if you're doing it for your own benefit and you're not doing it to post on social media and like whatever, clout chase based on that. For the purposes of fat loss, I have never seen any 
good evidence showing that getting in cold water is going to uh, do anything more than burn a, 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 an immaterial slight uptick or have a, a, an immaterial slight increase in calorie expenditure compared to not going in cold water. So yeah, for, for, for body composition, for its direct effects on fat loss, I would not recommend getting in cold water. And, uh, and the fact that this guy says that is not even saying like it's slightly beneficial or, you know, it's probably worth doing. He's saying that it's the most beneficial thing you can do to lose body fat, like uh, compared to reducing your calorie intake is a completely ridiculous and misleading and like, uh, I don't know, clickbaity statement. And can we just clarify something? Because I think a lot of people, when even when you said like the, I think I forget the exact verbiage, but you said to the effect of like there uh, an immaterial amount of fat burn, right? Uh, uh, and maybe like yep. more caloric expenditure. Yep. Yep. Can we just clarify what this means? It's it does not mean that if you sit in a cold bath and then you eat over your caloric allotment that you'll have burned fat that day. It's like, no, that means you'll have gained fat that day because you ate too many calories. Correct. So that's number one, regardless of what, of, of your cold plunging habits, if you're eating too many calories, you're not going to lose body fat. Of course. The second thing is this, what do you think would burn more calories sitting in a cold plunge for 10 minutes or going on a 10 minute walk? Going on a 10 minute walk. Period. Yeah. So like. For this guy to say there is nothing that would remove calories, which is another way of saying like burn calories faster or better. It's like, well, that's wrong. The same amount of time that you spend in that fucking cold water, walking burns more calories. That like, yep. period. That yep. is just so remarkably stupid and manipulative, like to think of how he's phrasing it. It's no, it's actually from a metabolic perspective. Walking is better. Correct. And it's not to say there aren't benefits to cold. Everything you said is is fact based on current knowledge and evidence of, of cold plunging. Everything you said is fact. This is the perfect example of how someone can take one single thing, like a very reductionist view of something, and extrapolate it and manipulate it to make it look more effective than it really is and completely disregard other things that are simpler relatively easy, more accessible, more comfortable just for the sake of, of clickbaits and views. And listen, and I don't, let me, let me Google this search, this guy real quick. Gary Brecka is his name. Gary Brecka. I, what's funny. What's funny is that clip you just played. I, yeah. I saw it last night on TikTok. So it's a good thing I'm back consuming on the TikTok. Then in the rest of the clip, what he says, his evidence for why that's true is an anecdotal N equals one uncontrolled story about Michael Phelps Olympic training. And he was essentially saying that Phelps, when, when he was in, I don't remember if it was Tokyo or he was in another country for the Olympics many years back. And the water in the pool where he was training for the Olympics was four degrees colder. And the rest of his training regimen was exactly the same, which, which, doesn't seem right, but whatever. We'll we'll pretend that's correct. He used literally the exact same training regimen. Okay, <laughs> and, and well, and and that he had to increase his calories to ten thousand to ten thousand mm -hmm. calories a day because of the cold water. 
but he also didn't state what his calories were previously. Like that, that was his evidence, at least in, in the clip that I saw. Yeah. So Gemini don't. Yeah. I can't even formulate a proper sentence. No. So the moral of the story is if your goal is to lose body fat, stopping your training regimen and your cardio regimen and your calorie deficit and your prioritizing sleep and replacing it with more time in cold water is not a good idea and is not recommended by the host of the How to Become a Personal Trainer podcast. Nothing makes me want to retire from being a personal trainer more than talking about all of the different ways that people make it seem like fat loss, like how crazy it is, how complicated it is. Like I am so tired of people coming up with new horseshit ways to try and confuse people around fat. Like nothing is more annoying to me than having to continue talking about this. It's like, ugh. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to defend you a little. I don't even think that's true. I think you're partly blinded by being on day 24 of this cut. Mini cut. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. that's true. And it's starting to hit you. And it's funny because we talked about the effects of trying to get too lean and stay too lean for too long in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And even yep. today was kind of one of the first days of the cut where you've started to be like, my my neat is down. My energy's pretty low. Yeah. Yep. So. Still feel that way. <laughs> still want to retire. <laughs> still, no. <laughs> it's not that. It's that I want to retire. <laughs> you know what? I, I have a question that might be interesting. Okay. So in addition to the fact that I'm normally just not a great orator verbally. That's not true. That it is, is like completely no, false. No, it's not. Relative, relative to other skills, live uh, on the fly podcast rather than be, being able to pre-plan. Like it's my worst form of content creation, objectively speaking. I just don't like random podcasts. And so over the I used to do it 2015, 2016, I did a handful, but over the years basically just had a canned response saying no. I'm curious because what I'm curious to hear your Wait, Are you saying that your worst form of content creation is podcasting? 100%. Dude, I could not disagree. I'm not going to argue, but like I do disagree. But anyway, not keep not going. our not our podcast, which is different because this is a conversation with a friend, but trying to like articulate intelligently. I just know myself and know it's my, like relative to writing, relative to a YouTube video. You do have very good writing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jordan. One of the other things that historically pushed me away from podcasting or or going on people's podcasts was this, this mindset of, okay, I don't really want to be doing this. I'm not that good at it, but like they're in the industry and they want me to come on and they've asked a few times. So I guess I'll like do them the solid of going on and giving them an hour of my time. And so I would go on and, and do the hour and it was fine. And then afterwards, not all the time, but many times there was this bizarre expectation where I like email my list, a link to the episode where they like mm. made, they like made, it used to be a graphic to post on my feed, like, Hey, post this on your feed to promote the episode. Or, or now it's more like, here are these clips to post on your feed to promote the episode. And it made me so uncomfortable because I wasn't like, it, it felt strange to me to just be like 
no, right? To be direct about it. Um, it also felt I it left a bad taste in my mouth because the ask was like I thought the ask was to go on the podcast, but then there's right. like this follow up of like I want you to promote my podcast for me, and it's like th- that felt a little icky. And so what I would do in those situations was just ignore the email, like not be like no, yep. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna post this. I wouldn't say anything. And maybe maybe one out of five, I'd post something on my story if I thought it was a really good episode. But part of me is like, I don't really want to push my audience this because I felt like I was shit on the episode anyway, not because of anything wrong with the host. But And then a high percentage of the time within six months, that person would unfollow me on social media. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so this whole thing was you wanted promotion of your horseshit podcast. and so i'm and so i'm curious to ask you what your take on from going on a lot of podcasts what your take your honest to the bones take of that post podcast process has been like for you over the years it's the exact same thing it's the it's literally the the exact same thing um I mean, I'll give you an example like of, of how much I hate that. So I had Max Tuning on my podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago and I just published it the other day. And he said, hey, could you please let me know when you publish the podcast and send me the link so I can share it? And all I did was once I published it is I texted him. I said, hey, man, I just want to let you know, I don't expect you to share it. It is published. If you want me to send the link, let me know and I will. And that was the te- I didn't send the link in the first. I just like, if you want me, to, but I do want to let you know it's published. That was it. Because I get so many people who are like, hey, like do the exact same thing as you. Hey, please share this. Please share this. And I do the same thing. Like if it was a very good podcast and I really enjoyed the person who was on it and they clearly did their homework and and it was a, then I'll absolutely share it. Otherwise, sometimes I won't share it because like it was, they just did a really bad job. Sometimes I won't share it because I didn't like how I spoke. And other times I won't share it because I have done a lot of podcasts and I forget that like, and I, I just got a lot of emails or, or whatever it is, or because I have other content I want to emphasize that day as opposed to sharing their podcast. So their goal is to grow their podcast. That's their number one goal. That's why they're having us on is because that's why, they, that's why people are like trying to get quote unquote big names on because they want their podcast to grow. It's usually a selfish endeavor, which is not necessarily bad, but the reason they want you to share it is so that their podcast can grow. So really the, the only time I'll do it is if it was really, really good on everyone's part and I want to share it from that perspective. Well, and in that Max example, he asked you to send him the link. So exactly. He, so like, yeah, yeah. And this, even then I didn't send the link because yeah. I don't want him to feel like any ob- any sense ob- of obligation. Obligated. Yeah. Yeah. And before before we started recording the, the podcast, like the the clip that we had before we started, I said, hey man, I just want to let you know, I have no goal with this. Maybe it was actually while we were recording. Um, I said, I have no goal with this. I just, I admire you. And I just want to like learn from you. And that was it. And I think that's, that creates a better relationship with the person you're recording with because there truly is no expectation on the back end to share. And I've had similar things where, you know, they'll unfollow or be like, Hey, what's going on? Why aren't you sharing? It's like, because it's not, it, it's not my content. It's yours. And I have other things I want to promote or, or the worst was when I got on and this has happened, not tons, but a handful of times where people only got me on their podcast because- To talk about Gary? They, well, there was that for sure. 
And then they would put Gary in the thumbnail of the podcast and not me. And anyway, the worst though is when they just wanted someone with a larger audience and I'd get on and I could tell that they didn't know anything about me. Like maybe one of their friends was like, hey, you got to get this guy on your podcast. And then they reached out, we get on. And I there's one time vividly I'm, I'm thinking of him right now where he's asking me questions and I could tell by the questions that he didn't know anything about me. So I was like, do you, do you know what I do? And he was like, yeah. I was like, what do you think? <laughs> like, what do you, what do you think of, of my messaging? And I see him going on his computer and typing on the screen. And I'm like, are you going to my website? And he was like, yeah. I was like, and I, I said, all right, man. So we're done. I was like, next time, if you want to have me on, just make sure you know. And, and he was, this is a doctor. This was a doctor. And he, and he was like, yeah, man, like, sorry. I just, I, I don't even remember, but to the, yeah, sorry. I should have been more prepared. It's, it was, uh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad you've had similar experiences and, and it's funny cause we haven't talked about that. Maybe we have, but it's been years. Um, but I brought it up because it happened somewhat recently with a guy who I'm, I'm friends with, who's a good dude. And he just started a podcast and he actually did a really good job interviewing. Uh, and then afterwards he did the thing where it's like, Hey, can we collab on this? Can you share this? And like, there's two of these, can we do this? <laughs> and, and I, because I'm close with them, I just told it to him straight. I was like, look, man, here's my experience. And the reason why I haven't done one of the reasons I haven't done podcasts historically. And he was very apologetic and like, dude, I had no idea. I got this marketing guy helping me out with this. Like I just started the pod and he said, you're supposed to like do this. I was like, bro, it's completely fine. But I it was a situation where I had to be direct about why I wasn't right. going to be sharing it because we're close. Um, right, and it, remind, right. it reminded it. me, yeah. And it reminded me of these experiences I had with people who I didn't know at all, who like didn't really, ha- yeah, just cool. Yeah. Let's wrap <laughs> it. I got some good stuff for us to lead the next episode on. We're weekly Tuesday morning uploads. Hope you have a wonderful. Oh, Jordan, tell them tell them in in twenty seconds or less what's going on with the mentorship and with pricing changes. Twenty seconds or less. Here's what you need to know: the price in the mentorship is going up very soon. If you are an active member in the mentorship, then the price won't go up for you unless you decide to cancel. But if you're always an active member, then your price will never go up. So if you want to join now in order to save money and not have to pay a higher price, join right now. That's it. Boom. Link in the description. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.